What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Active Life Podcast. I'm Dr. Sean Pastuch. I'm your host. And today's guest is Casey Jenks, the owner and founder of FitBot. The reason I wanted to have Casey on today is for a few reasons. Number one, there's a lot of you guys out there who are coaching people using spreadsheets, using emails, using WhatsApp, using whatever tool you can get your hands on that's free to help your clients. And while I commend you for trying to do the right thing, you're actually doing yourself and your clients a disservice. And I wanted to interview the owner of FitBot because that's what we use to communicate with our clients. And I think that you are going to be a better coach and your clients are going to be better clients if you start working with them through FitBot. That doesn't matter if your clients are local to you and you want to share their programming with them or if they're remote. And you need to share your programming with them. FitBot makes our life easier here. So I wanted to share it with you guys as a a way for you to potentially bring your business to the next level. And a lot of this podcast today is going to come across a bit like a commercial because I ask Casey to talk about how FitBot works. I ask him to talk about what makes it better than spreadsheets. I ask him to talk about what made him decide to build it, what they've learned, what they're doing in their company, where it's going. And we talk about some boring stuff that is important because it's, I want you guys to start using it. And he's not paying me. Casey didn't come to me and say, Dr. Sean, could we please do a podcast for FitBot and and see if we can get some people on it? He didn't. I went to him and said, hey, I want to get more coaches on FitBot. So I would love to interview you, find out what it's really all about and be able to tell people who are out there thinking about doing something like this, what they need to do. So if you're a coach, if you're out there and you're listening and you're thinking about it, you don't know what you're supposed to do. You've been kind of dealing with the whole spreadsheet hell and it's spreadsheet hell When we first started working with remote clients, I think we were able to take nine or 10 before we felt like we were pretty full with the clinic. Um, And now we're well over 100 clients um, and we're anticipating much more than that in the near future. So I want you guys to be informed. So I wanted to give Casey a platform to inform you. Remember, if you enjoy our podcast, head to iTunes and leave us a review subscribe and comment. That's how people find us. And we do want to grow. Growth for us is huge because we know that we can help so many people out there. And if you know that we're helping you, don't you think it'd be nice if you pass that forward and help somebody else? It would be. I promise you'll feel good about it. All right, guys. That's it. Let's get to Casey Jenks. You're going to enjoy it, uh, especially if you're somebody who's thinking about using a service like FitBot or also one more person who might be interested in listening to this episode is the person who's thinking about uprooting their life and doing something totally new because Casey had to kick the tires on something that he had never, ever done before that nobody had ever done before. And he had to leave a six figure salary to do it. So he left the six-figure salary and went 15 months before he took another dollar. Do you have the balls to do that? Let's hear what he's got to say. Casey Jenks. What's going on, my man? How are you? I'm good. 
How are you? Doing pretty good. As, as we record this, I was, I was commenting before that you look like the, the most comfortable bundled up man in the world right now, sitting on you a... Gotta get, you know, you <laughs> got to get your mind right for these podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one's going to be able to see you, but you, you're, you're rocking a, what looks like a comfortable winter coat on a, on a sleigh bed with furry pillows. <laughs> I mean, it's, it doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> Living the dream. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so... You know, I, I already explained to people in the in, in the intro kind of where where Fitbot came from and and how it's impacting the way that we do business. But I would love for you to kind of give a quick introduction as to who you are and how you ended up on this podcast today. You know, like what why why did you start Fitbot? Where did that come yeah, from? Sure. And why should you? I start? How how far should I go back? Start at elementary school. Okay. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> start start wherever you think it's relevant. Yeah, so I've always enjoyed uh, building things and you know sports, fitness, working out, kind of all growing up. That turned into uh, programming and uh, web application development in high school. And so I went to school for computer science. Um, got a job. You know, always always loved fitness. Was still working out. Met my now wife, who was a personal trainer, and uh, she was getting into this this CrossFit thing. You know, back back 2009. So I guess early days. And, uh, she asked me one night, she's like, Hey, you want to open a gym together? And, and I was kind of bored in my job at the time. And, and I was like, fuck yeah, let's, let's do it. Sounds awesome. Were you married yet? Um, not yet. No, we weren't even engaged yet. Nice. So it was a little <laughs> risky, you know, situation, mm-hmm. but it worked out. It worked out pretty well. Um, but so yeah, we started, uh, we started our gym early 2011. We opened our doors and I uh, got to learn a lot kind of about the, about the gym world. You know, she was, she was the, you know, kind of fitness brains of the operation. I was kind of more behind the scenes and more technical, I guess, side of things. Um, but I got to learn a lot about, uh, you know, the CrossFit uh, world and personal training world. And uh, about a year into owning the gym, I completely dislocated my right shoulder and had to have surgery, um, went through rehab. I got done and cleared from rehab, but I was only at like 50, 60% strength. And I knew that just kind of jumping right back into things would just let me up for, for another, um, pretty bad injury. So I feel like, I feel, um, like, I feel like you're delivering an advertisement for us. <laughs> yeah. Where were you back then? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. So um, carry on. Yeah. So, but, uh, I was at a competition uh, spectating and, uh, chatted with somebody that really recommended, um, I get hooked up with a coach that, that he was working with. Cause I, you know, at the time I was still, you know, still working out pretty hard with, with goals of, you know, quote competing. Um, and I needed somebody to kind of help me out with those goals yet also kind of progress me in a, in a safe manner. So I reached out to, uh, to this coach who happened to be completely remote so uh, we started our relationship. Um, you know, I was in Florida. He was in Arizona, and uh, I loved everything about it except the mechanism of you know communicating and and you know the program delivery aspect. Then uh, you factor in the you know the payments, data communication, everything, and you know by by the time I got done working out and had to update my results. By the time I was all said and done, I felt like for every minute I spent working out, I was spending another, you know, 30 seconds, uh, getting my results over to him. And 
in our case, we use uh, like a private Tumblr blog. He would email all the workouts. I would, I'd take them, copy and paste them in my notes app, record my results as I'm going along because it was a remote relationship. And uh, you wanted to make sure I was doing everything correctly. I would record video. Those would go to Vimeo, wait for those to finish, get those back in the notes, and then get them back into this Tumblr blog. And then he used another third-party service that notified him when I updated it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I just figured there had to be a better way. So one day I asked him, like, you know, what are you using to, to manage all this stuff? Like, what's the name of the app that you're using to keep all your shit together so you don't, you know, lose things? And, and uh, you know, I was surprised when he, when he said email. Email was. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. Um, yeah, I was like, wait a minute. You mean that, you know, there's no tool out there that's built for, you know, trainers and coaches to help you, you know, keep your shit together and, says no man I've, I've i've looked at them all and and they're all pretty bad they just add more time and more complexity onto my process and uh you know hence why everybody kind of still stuck with you know google docs google spreadsheets uh email maybe evernote if you're fancy um so i figured that there had to be a better way so i wanted to use my technical background and my my passion for for fitness and kind of merged the two and and uh, founded FitBot January of 2015 uh, with the goal of you know trying to make coaches' lives easier. I find that so interesting because you you didn't mention a lot there about doing market research and and you know looking to see if there was actually a market for this. Yep. It sound did you do that or did you just kind of chase the hunch? Yeah. So you know my uh, my first instinct, I guess, as a as a you know, a software developer background was to just, you know, go heads down, start coding immediately. But, um, you know, I kind of resisted that temptation and the first month was spent pretty much exclusively on, you know, just researching what else was out there, um, and interviewing about 25, 30, uh, trainers and coaches that I knew to figure out what their exact kind of pain points were and, you know, where other platforms were, were falling short. And, you know, I kind of took all those learnings and then, uh, you know, and then started, you know, kind of writing code. And, and even that, you know, I mean, 30, 35 coaches, like it, a company, a small sample, yeah, a company yeah. wants to release a new product. They, they sample 3,500 people. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And I had signed up for a few other services and poked around logged in and I wasn't that impressed. And, and, uh, you know, I just knew that there was a reason that everybody was still on spreadsheets and email. It's it, when I found you, I don't know what month it was of what year, but I know that we were uh, pretty like early. Month four, month five. Yeah. yeah. You were still beta. I found you oh, in, a, yeah. in, a, in a Facebook group and you were like, Hey, mm-hmm. I have this thing. Who wants mm-hmm. to try it? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I messaged you and you're like, yeah, here's how you sign up. So we've been on mm-hmm. since since that day and I've seen it grow and I've seen the updates and it's constantly telling me click this button and I constantly tell you I want something different and <laughs> but I love it it's I've, I've recommended it to countless people yeah. um but the way I look at it is you guys essentially developed the heated seat you know nobody knew when they were in a car that mm-hmm. they would want a heated seat until they I, had one I love my heated seats especially yeah. Colorado. Yeah. And and, and as soon as you have one, it's like, okay, I'm never going to buy a car again that does not have heated seats because this is amazing. And I don't mean to minimize what you're doing. It's obviously more than, 
you know, a heated seat to a car. But it's what I mean by that is people were already able to communicate what they were doing with a coach prior to you guys coming along. It was just mm-hmm. wildly inefficient. Yeah, they're just losing so much time, you know, having things scattered across eight, 12 different, you know, tools and, and platforms. Um, you know, it's our goal to try and we're not there yet, but it's our goal to try and bring everything, you know, that a coach might need into FitBot. Uh, just to save them time, make them more efficient so they can you know, train more clients. And if that's not their goal, maybe they have more time to spend with their family. Well, I can tell you when when Jeremy and I first started, we were programming. We had five clients each. Maybe I think it was like nine or ten total clients. And we looked mm-hmm. at each other and we're like, if we want to keep doing a good job for these people and writing thorough feedback and asking for videos and, and analyzing them appropriately, we don't know if we can take any more clients. And we were at five each and, and, you know, it was like, could we, yeah, would we be great at it? Probably not. Cause we still had to run our clinic. Mm-hmm. And when you came along, it was like the first day that we were on it. I said to myself, I can do a hundred people like this personally. Yeah, you got up there pretty fast. You didn't waste any time. No. Cause it was, we had people asking, <laughs> it was like, Hey, I want what you guys are doing. And I said, well, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. we can't take you until we found FitBot. So, so for me, that was, that was awesome. But I imagine that in the beginning, only because I know I was thinking this and I don't know where you're at now, even it's not my business to know your business, but I was thinking, this is great. I hope that these guys scale up fast enough that this is around for a while because it made my life wildly easier. And I would hate to see it go away because there isn't a demand for it. Yeah. And and that was my mm-hmm. concern. So mm-hmm. when you guys first started, how were you getting people to find you? And the reason why I'm asking you this on a health and fitness podcast, besides the fact that you service a health and fitness marketplace mm-hmm. is because I talk to so many coaches now who, who want kind of the, the notoriety that we have or the notoriety that OPEX has, who you guys work with really, really closely. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're always like, how do I do it? How do I get people to find out about me? I don't have millions of dollars to spend on ads. And like, neither do right. we, mm-hmm. you know, but so how did you go from, nobody knowing about you guys, you're, you're asking people to try your product in a Facebook group mm-hmm. to coaches rushing in the door to buy and pay you for the same product. Yeah. Um, you know, at the start it was word of mouth, you know, it started just, you know, five people in the platform and then, you know, grew to 20 and then, you know, 40 and kind of, up from there. But, uh, yeah, we were primarily driven where we, and we still get a, you know, majority of our customers probably word of mouth. still to this day. Um, but, uh, but it was a while before, you know, we had cash to, to spend on advertising. Um, yeah, word of mouth was, was huge for us and just trying to deliver the best service and best customer service possible so that people, you know, wanted to tell their friends about us. What number were we? And I'm only asking because I listened to a podcast today and you might not even know, I'm just messing with you, but there was a podcast saying the guy who started Bevel was like employee number 20 at Twitter. And he saw that he saw this big thing happening at Twitter. And Mm -hmm. he's like, I want to be a part of that. And Mm -hmm. I want to, when I go on the podcast later on with somebody else in a few years and they're like, Hey, you were on FitBot really early. Yeah. Um, I want to say yes. You were there when it was still, free beta before we were charging for it. Yeah. Uh, geez, I don't know the number. It must have been. Make something up. It must up. have been the first, first 10 or 20 people. Perfect. We'll, we were the 10th pe- we person on there. We'll call it that. <laughs> yeah. So what did you have to give up to start FitBot? You know I mean? You, you, I don't, I have no concept of time for a coder. For all I know, you threw FitBot up in four minutes. 
<laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, yeah, so at the time before I started Fitbot, I was a freelance web developer. Um, you know, and and it's a great time to be a developer right now and you can get paid a pretty good hourly rate and I was charging a pretty decent hourly rate and uh you know, I had to I had to give up that and essentially not take a paycheck. Um these were probably the first I think it was 15 months until I took a dime out of Fitbot, um, you know, and kind of not counting the, the cash that I had put in, but, uh, yeah, gave up, you know, gave up some pretty good income stream, um, gave up a lot of free time cause it took a, a ton of late nights and weekends, you know, it's still, uh, to some extent, all of that's, that's calmed down. Um, yeah, just solid, solid, dependable, steady income stream. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of free time and you know i'm thankful that i have a wife that is uh you know she's aligned with that she gets it you know she knows what it takes she's entrepreneurial herself and uh yeah i'm just very thankful that that she kind of saw it believed in it from the start and kind of just let me say hey just trust me on this right. <laughs> i'm gonna not you know not have any income coming in for next uh next good while but you know I promise it'll pay off and yeah, she was, she was on, on board right from the start. It's that time of year, guys. It's the holidays. And we want to give back to you a little bit. So we appreciate so much the time that you spend listening to our podcast when you have literally thousands of other options out there. So we're going to do a little give back this holiday season. From now until the end of the year, that's from now until January 1, 2018. We're giving first-time Active Life customers the opportunity to get anything that they want. That's an enhanced assessment, a bulletproof program, the coach program, one-on-one coaching. Your first month is going to be 5-0, off if you use the code PODCAST at checkout. I'm going to repeat myself so that you guys don't think you misheard. If you use the code PODCAST at checkout on our website, that's performancecarerx.com, you can get our Bulletproof programs, our coach program, or one-on-one coaching, or one of our assessments for 50% off of your first month. For those of you out there who are listening and you're like, well, I'm already a member, what, what about me? We got you too. Don't you worry about it. But your stuff is coming out a little bit later. For now, we're talking to the newbies. If you're already a member, make sure you tell your friends who've been thinking about it. Use the code podcast at checkout for 50% off your first month. I don't know if we're ever going to do this again, but we're going to see how this one goes. go back in and unpack a lot of what you just said, because this is something that I discuss with coaches all the time. I, we're, we're with our coach program that we've released. We've, we've essentially become mentors to, you know, a few hundred coaches. And, mm-hmm. and one of the questions that we often get asked is most of the coaches who are in the business, or I shouldn't say most, but there's a fair number of coaches in the business now who are part-time here and part-time there, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're teaching at a school and they're coaching or they mm-hmm. are, 
you know, working construction and they're coaching. And oftentimes, and I named two jobs that actually people typically like a lot, but there's oftentimes people are doing a job that they really don't like. And then they're coaching on the other time. And they're kind of wearing what I call golden handcuffs, right? They're making too much money doing the thing that they're doing to leave it in order Mm -hmm. to become a coach full time. But they would really like to be a coach full time. And when I have this conversation with them, I often ask them, you know, how hard would it be for you to get back to where you are in life right now if you dropped everything that you were doing and pursued coaching full time? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes the answer is it wouldn't be hard at all. I have a an entry level job. It just pays decent because I'm skilled. And it's OK. Well, then if you really hate it, why don't you just give it up and coach mm-hmm. full time and see if you can make it? And usually the answer is, well, I can't, I can't afford to do that. It's not a responsible decision for me to make. Mm-hmm. You made the absolute opposite decision. And you said, I'm going to forego the money that I'm making because I see this, this A, stack of money elsewhere and this opportunity to, to be my own boss, to work for myself and to build something bigger than me. What was yeah. that decision process like? Yeah, you know, I also felt, I, was, I feel like, you know, I was in a pretty good position uh, I guess, privileged position in sort to be able to do that. How um, so? Um, well, you know, we had the gym that mm-hmm. was still, you know, we, that we still owned at the time. Um, was it crank? Know, I mean, was, was the gym pretty well? Was the gym very profitable? At its peak, we were up to 275 members. But, but, but that um, doesn't, you know, 275, I know I'm not saying you charge yeah, 50 with, bucks, but. With, uh, you know, with a decent profit okay. for sure. Uh huh. Um, yeah. And, you know, it was pretty established. So it didn't require as much work as it did up front. And I had already kind of stepped away from that business. and wasn't really involved in the, in the day-to-day kind of operation after the first year, two years or so on and that. What was the gym but, called? Uh, CrossFit Kings Point. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you yeah, stepped, you know, so you stepped away that from that. There, we, there's, there's some money coming in, but now mm-hmm. you're cutting out essentially your, I'll just call it half. Your portion. Yeah, cutting out, uh, you know, essentially a six-figure income um, mm-hmm. for my uh, freelance right. so, software consulting. So you're cutting mm-hmm. out a six-figure income that I imagine contributed to your lifestyle. Definitely. So mm-hmm. were you? Did you? Did you take four months? You know, five months. Lucky, lucky too that uh, you know my wife and I don't have kids yet. Yeah, it's that's. And uh, you know we were still we're still pretty young, and I feel like you can tolerate more risk when you're young. Um, yeah. So the timing, the timing just, just worked out. You know, it's definitely, definitely a big sacrifice, that kind of stuff, but, uh, you can, yeah, we, were, we were in a good spot. I agree sure. that you can sacrifice, that you can take more risk and that you can endure more, more failure when you're younger, mm-hmm. but I don't want people who are older to be detracted from trying something where, where now it's For okay. Sure. Well, I'm, I'm 55. So I'm stuck in this. You're not stuck in this. Yeah. Right? Um, and yeah, I I'd recommend people just, if, if you have something else you want to do, figure it out, whatever it takes, you can be all in. I, for me, listen, I was, it's, it's different, but it's similar when, when my first daughter was born or was, yeah, was born my partner and I had just split. And mm-hmm. so now I was like, okay, well, I no longer have a partner in the gym. I'm by myself mm-hmm. in the office. So I'm making decent money in the gym. But the first thing I did was replace myself. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I can't, I can't be working in the gym. I don't have the time and the energy to grow this the way it needs to grow. And I put somebody else in my place and cut that income out for the opportunity to make more doing something different so that I could yeah. support the kids. So it's, mm-hmm. it plays both ways. It's just about being frugal. Yeah. I guess it's, uh, 
yeah, just taking calculated risks mm-hmm. but so and did, knowing did, what your tolerance for risk is. Yes. For sure. Well, mine's a little bit uncomfortably high. Yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> I believe that. But <laughs> yeah. so did you did you spend time stockpiling money and saying, okay, listen, we can I'm gonna spend four months putting money away so that we can live off of this for the next six to twelve months while I try to get Fitbot off the ground? Um you know, there wasn't that conversation beforehand, like, hey, I wanna do this in a few months. I want to start stockpiling money. It was kind of, you know, I want to do this thing. And, and, and then my mind was kind of set, like I'm doing it. Uh, you know, definitely lifestyle changes when I made that decision. But, uh, like what, what are, what are some of the things that you, you can remember that you could no longer do? Hmm. Make it real. I want, Uh, I want, the reason I'm asking you that is I want people to have this be real for them. I want them to understand that like, okay, you know, there was definitely less vacation that first year, less trips. Um, you know, less, less eating out, uh, less, uh, going and getting, uh, massages. Um, yeah, you know, you got to find ways to find ways to kind of cut out. And did you guys create a budget or did you not need to create a budget? Was that not something that you guys work on? Uh, like personally? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So you had to create a a household budget where it's like, we make this, we can't exceed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't super detailed or anything, but, but, uh, yeah, you know, we definitely, um, kind of had to take a look at things and figure out what we could, uh, what we could do without kind of. And what, I, I know your wife's name is Lindsay. So for people mm-hmm. who don't know, when I say Lindsay, that's, I'm talking about your wife. Was it mm-hmm. an easy conversation with her? Was she just like, all right, go ahead, do it. Or did you have to explain it to her? Did you guys have to talk through it? Was it a, you know, she decision. was, uh, you know, like I said, she was, she was super supportive and on board right from the start. So that's awesome. So the lesson there is guys, get yourself a lady who is supportive and ladies get yourself a guy who is supportive. Yep. Yeah. Make sure that there is alignment for sure. Well, so I'm glad I appreciate you going down the path of kind of what you needed to do to make Fitbot a reality, because I feel like a lot of people feel like they're trapped in what they're doing and they can't possibly change it because they have a lifestyle that they're accustomed to and, if they leave that lifestyle, then they're not who they were anymore. And I think it's very cool for people to have heard from you that that's not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. So let's get to Fitbot directly. Sure. You know, um, explain to people, please, better than I could, what it is. Yeah. So Fitbot is a platform for trainers and coaches to deliver individualized uh, programs to clients. Now they can be fully remote on the other side of the world, or they could be working with them in person or some type of mixture of the two They're You know, they see them in person one day a week and then the rest of the week they're, they're in a remote setting. So from the coach's perspective, what I'm able to do with FitBot is basically I'm talking to somebody who mm-hmm. lives in Korea, right? Mm-hmm. We have a client in Korea, for example, and I live in New York. I can write his workouts upload mm-hmm. my own video so I can upload a, dem- a demonstration video. He can see it. He can execute the workout. He can mm-hmm. then write his results on the same page. And when I log back in, I see all of the results from all of my clients sitting there from what they previously did, including videos that they might've wanted to upload anything like that, that they wanted to do. Right. So it's, it's, it's as, as intimate as you want it to be. You can have day after day, interaction with clients or you can do once a month or once a year whatever you want to do right that's kind of how it's built yep yeah it's really up to 
uh, it's really up to the coach and the, and the clients on how often that they want to communicate. What is some of the um, negative feedback that you've gotten that you guys have taken action on? Right. Cause another thing that I want people to get out of this is I know I bust your chops all the time, but that's just, <laughs> that's just because it's fun. Um, but, but I imagine that when you start something that people have never used before, that people mm-hmm. then start to have expectations for what that thing should be for them. And yeah. they start to make criticisms, complaints, whatever it might be. And you as the founder and creator of this thing have to Mm -hmm. be thick skinned enough and dispassionate enough personally to be able to say, that's a valid criticism. Let me make that change versus that feedback to us is, is invaluable. Um, I think, you know, I think to this day we've logged close to 15,000 or maybe over 15,000 conversations of individual um, you know, feature suggestions, feedback, submissions, uh, comments, uh, that kind of stuff. So we talk to, we talk to our customers a lot and yeah, we place, uh, we place a high level of importance on the feedback that we get. And we're always using that, you know, from the start, we've, we've used feedback pretty heavily to, to guide the, the iteration of the product and figure out, you know, what still falls short, what they like, what's, what still needs work. And, uh, yeah, we couldn't, we wouldn't be a business without it for sure. And do you have a process for sifting through that feedback? Because it's, it's, I can imagine that it would become overwhelming where Mm -hmm. every, everybody is now a developer. They have an idea and including myself, right? I mean, I, I I heckled you for, that's what I mean. You know, so I heckled you for six months to get a rolling calendar on there. I imagine (laughs) that once you added the rolling calendar, your business exploded, but, (laughs) (laughs) but it's on there and I love it, but I'm, you know, I'm sure that there are ideas that people pitch to you where you're just like, I, we, we can't do that. It doesn't make sense. So how do you decide? Yeah. You know, we got to stay focused on, on what we're trying to do and, you know, keep the big picture in mind. Um, so the process at the start, you know, everything just kind of lived in my head and, you know, when you're super small company, it's doable, but you know, we're seven soon to be eight people now. And, uh, you know, things, things just, things can't just live in my head anymore. The whole team needs to be aware of, of, uh, you know, all these things. So, um, the original question was how do we how do we track kind of future requests and decide all yeah, that how, stuff? Like what's yeah. the you know what's the process that you go through where you say this is a good option, this is a bad mm-hmm. option, this is what we need to do? Yeah, so I think it starts off, um, you know, first making sure that you know everybody's talking to customers, um, so that they can be you know on the same page with you know where the pain points still lie. Um, and so that we can make better decisions as a team collectively into, into what we need to build. Um, we use a system called intercom to kind of do all of the communicating with customers, which is, is great. It's an awesome, awesome tool. Um, yeah, we rely on it pretty heavily. So when we get a, a feature request, we'll tag it in intercom. And then we use another tool called Trello to kind of manage our, um, development process uh, we have a board on Trello for feature requests. And every time somebody uh, requests a certain feature, if that card doesn't exist in Trello, we'll create that card. If it already exists, we'll get another upvote. And uh, 
you know, so it's not an exact science, but we use that. We, we talk with some of our, you know, better customers and partners a little bit more closely, like the, the crew at OPEX, for example, has also been highly invaluable into, you know, the, the development and iteration. And I imagine the crew at, uh, uh, at what's that company, Active Life, I imagine they're pretty valuable to you guys too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's this uh, few wise asses over at Active Life that are always hitting us up. Just now. one. I'm, um, the, I think I'm the only wise ass on our team. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's a blend of, you know, always talking to customers, making sure the uh, feature requests get logged, um, listening to, you know, other partners and getting a great idea and a great feedback loop with what the pain points are there. Um, but so, so, and then also kind of, you know, just figuring out it's, it's listening to the, to the pain points and, and coming up with the, with the solutions and trying to do what trying to, it's, it's not an, it's not a, it's more of an art than a science, I guess. Yeah. But, you're not going to put things to a vote. I'll say, I'll say I, sure. but yep. do, are you all in the same place or is it, is it remote? Um, so all of us are in the same place right now. And we actually have our first remote team member starting in 10 days. So our new, our new customer success manager. So you get to bug her now. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's so good. Can you give her like a heads up that I'm like the nicest guy in the world. So that when I start bugging her, she's like, what do you like about him? <laughs> I'll make sure there's a there's a special little tag in intercom so that anytime something from you comes. That's perfect. I would really yep. appreciate that. Yep. Tag wise ass. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I've I've you guys have never paid me anything and I would never expect you to, right? But I've told people all the time, if you're not using Fitbot, mm-hmm. you are doing a disservice to yourself and to your client. And I say that because I, I've talked to people who are like, the reason I said you don't pay me is because I want people to know that that's organic. I'm doing that mm-hmm. because I really believe that. You know, I'm, I'm when I find something that makes my life easier, I'm all about going out and making sure that the world knows about it. For sure. Um, but so, how do you get the message across? Because this is this is kind of the messaging thing for people where it's, I'm trying to do something new, but people think I'm nuts. And I know I'm not nuts. How do you get the message across of this is what it is and, and, and you need it? And it's, it's so simple for you to understand that if you just pay attention when it's really, they have no idea what they're coming into. Do, do you follow my question? Yeah. So how do we get the, the message across in our marketing? In your, in your marketing, like, do you guys, less in your marketing, but do you guys have like an internal, this is who we are and this is what we do so that when the competition comes rolling along, which it will, if it mm. already hasn't, that, that you guys are differentiated in, in some very clear way. That's a better way to, to ask it. Yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, you know, one of the big pain points we speak to is, is, uh, you know, if you're sick and tired of dealing with spreadsheets, give Fitbot a try and, I guarantee uh, will help you train at least one additional client, say 15 minutes a week, which more than pays for the cost of, of the bot. I think that's funny that you think it's one client in 15 minutes. Well, I'm saying <laughs> if, if it helps you train one more, one additional Got client. It. Got you know, it. We've seen people, uh, you know, we have countless stories from people that have tripled, quadrupled their 
their incomes, you know, they're go from being, uh, you know, just barely scraping by a trainer, barely scraping by making 18 K a year now, you know, 70 K a year, uh, and even getting, you know, people that are more experienced, more established going from, you know, 70 K a year to a hundred and seventy. Yeah, listen, I can tell you, I don't mind discussing the numbers a little bit. We, we went from bringing in about a thousand dollars a month in programming. Cause at the time we were like, let's do it for a hundred bucks. We don't know how great our service is. Well, let's just see where mm-hmm. it's at. We went from a thousand dollars a month to close to $15,000 a month. Pretty quickly too. Yeah. In like, in like four months. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's, it's all, it's all about making the investment in yourself and saying, I'm willing to do this to make my life easier and I know I'll make it up if my life has less energy spent. That that's kind of where I look at it, right? I mean, you hit the perfect plain point. If if spreadsheets are hurting you, then Fitbot is here. But to mm-hmm. me, it's 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 more about having respect for yourself and for your clients and for your business than anything else. For sure. Yeah. Not only does it does it save coaches time um, and you know help them tap into clients that they would otherwise be unable to train because of uh, geographical or scheduling issues. But uh, it also delivers a more professional experience to the mm-hmm. client. And, and, and I think that's important. It's, it's, it's the first impression. For sure. You know, so I've yeah. had, I can't tell you when people have started and been like, wow, this is way better than spreadsheets. I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's spreadsheets, you know, and we even know there's even uh you know, we even see this every once in a while where, where a trainer coach is, is coaching people through, you know, SMS or, you know, WhatsApp or private Facebook group. And like, Oh man, there's, there's such a better way. (laughs) (laughs) So, so what do you guys think you're going to do when competition comes along? How do you continue to differentiate yourself? Because you have to know competition's coming. For sure. Yeah. And you know, there's always been competition even. Well, better competition. You know, I don't, I don't, sure. I don't know what's out there. I don't have like this little birdie over here that's telling me, "Hey, we're coming for Fitbot." But you know, better competition is going to come, and then they're going to come again, and then they're going to come again. How do you guys continue to be something that's completely different than what they're doing, even though you're very similar? Yeah, you know what's what's worked well for us is really just talking to our customers a lot, putting the customer first, and uh, you know really staying true to our mission of, of making their life easier and, and, uh, putting them first above everything. And, you know, I feel like if we never lose sight of that and, and stay focused, um, then we'll be just fine. I like that. That'll work. And <laughs> and are you still working out now, Casey? Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm just asking you wearing that jacket, you, you know, it's, you it's neck. yeah, I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah man it's uh i s- still love it and what's it like um for you in colorado i mean you're a surfer and you moved yourself yeah. to colorado first of all i didn't know that people who do uh stuff on on computers also surf i didn't know that there was like a you're allowed <laughs> to out. yeah like i thought if you were a coder and no offense to people who code i mm-hmm. thought you were just like a guy with a, a little bit of a hunchback really skinny arms who sat at a computer all day with glasses yeah. in a dark room. I didn't know you yeah, guys yeah. were allowed to go work out and surf and stuff. Yeah, I remember getting, you know, from when I was, uh, I remember getting this years back, uh, started my first job. You know, a few of the people were like, oh, you don't look like a developer. I'm like, 
just thinking like thanks i guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. you're trying to say i'm still a good coder right <laughs> but uh yeah you know i guess you know a surfer moving to colorado uh the surf's not that great in florida you know maybe once a month there's some good good surf and living in florida i might i might have not gone surfing for three months and then a swell swell would come and then i would go three four days in a row and try to get it out of my system but uh you know, the snowboarding out here in Colorado is way better than the surfing in Florida. So it's more consistent uh, too, I bet. I, I still consider it a it an upgrade. Yeah, there's so much to do outside here. It's it was one of our reasons for for moving here is just uh you know, the number of things that you could do outside is great. You know, the hiking with the dogs, uh the mountain biking, um, you know, the rock climbing for people that are into that. Scares um, the crap out of me. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> I have a friend who actually uses Fitbot as well, uh, Nick Fowler, who is the head yeah. coach over at Brute Strength, and yep. he's a he's a savage rock climber, mm-hmm. and he's talked about like just stuff that I'm like, what do you? Close calls. Yeah, what do you mean? Why would you do that? Why would you? Why would you let yourself be hundreds or thousands of feet in the air, you know, holding on to a ledge that's as as indented as your distal knuckle? Just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and it uh, it is surprisingly hard. You know, I can do weighted pull up with 120 pounds strapped to me, and and uh, I could I cannot do much past more than the beginner level rock climbing stuff. Was that was that a humble brag, by the way? <laughs> Slipped it in there. <laughs> I love it. Good. Um, all right, I I covered everything I wanted to ask you about when it comes to to you, your move and fit body. Is there anything that you feel like? Well, actually, one more thing. Where's it going? Right, Because, I mean, one of the things that I think that business owners need to understand is if you are so infatuated with where you're at and you get excited about what's going on and you start drinking your own Kool-Aid, very mm-hmm. quickly the pitcher's empty. Yeah. So where um, where are you guys going? What's the next – where are you ending? How about that? Hmm. Um, you know, I'm not really – I'm not really focused on the end, I guess, you know, this is something I'm so passionate about that I don't want to think about it ending, um, for a long time, but kind of, where is it going? So on the roadmap for, you know, the coming months and next year, um, you can expect to see more better tooling around, uh, lifestyle related factors of training. So, you know, you're in the gym working out one hour a day, but there's 23 hours in the day that, uh, that are, you know, just as important, if not more important than an hour of training. Um, so look for more better tooling around um, kind of automated check-ins and, and lifestyle-related aspects of training. Uh, look for better long-term planning tools uh, if you're creating, you know, like long macro cycles for, for your clients. Um, payments built into FitBot are coming early 2018. Uh, fully native apps coming early 2018. Um, yeah, you know, we're always, always looking for ways that we can, we can build better tools for, for trainers and coaches and make their lives even simpler. I love it. I like all that. that a lot of that is stuff I've asked you for. So I'm just going to go ahead. And, I'm just going to go ahead and pretend that I'm like you're on your board and you come to me and ask me questions and, and then you do what I say. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, I appreciate you coming on today. Where can, yeah, thanks for having me. It's great. My pleasure. Where can people find you? You can go to thefitbot.com. Okay. And sign up for a free 
uh, two-week trial. No credit card required up front. Easy enough. Look at that. I love it when yep. it's a free trial that doesn't actually require a credit card because then it's really free. For sure. Yeah. And there's no, uh, oh, if they forget to cancel, we got them. Haha. <laughs> See, we it's- have on, on our end, we haven't, we don't create any of our registration software. So when mm-hmm. we give somebody something for free, we do need a credit card, which I hate, but we send them out a, um, we send them four emails in the week prior to them having to cancel, notifying mm-hmm. them your free trial is ending, your free trial is ending. Yep. You will be charged if you don't cancel. You will mm-hmm. be charged if you don't cancel. Please don't cancel. But then, you know, that's the best we can do right now. We need to hire a Casey Jenks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll, uh, you'll, we, we, you know, we, we thought about that. You know, I thought about that when I was first kind of building the product. Do, do I require the credit card up front? Uh, before they start the free trial, we'll get a higher conversion rate, you know, of the free trial. Maybe it'll be, you know, 80% of people that sign up for the free trial will convert to paid um, or not require the credit card. And uh, knowing that the ultimate conversion rate will be lower, but, you know, there's more people coming through the funnel. So that ultimately it's uh, the better move. Well, it's also the question of is the conversion rate retention better Mm -hmm. you know like if you're getting 80 percent, but only 30 percent are still around Mm -hmm. i would rather only get 50 percent and have 30 percent total be around where that that's 60 percent of who came in as opposed to a lower number and now you're only servicing the people who are really trying to do what you're doing for sure so it makes you it focuses your efforts definitely all right casey it's been it's been it's been a blast yeah, it's been fun. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. When you come to New York, you'll have to come out and I'll, I'll have to see that 120-pound pull-up. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, don't expect a huge squat, though. That's okay. You're tall. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Long femur syndrome. It's all right. We'll, we'll watch you deadlift then. Oh, that's not that great either. I'm oh, sorry to hear that. <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you later. Enjoy, enjoy the right. outdoors in Boulder. Will do. Right, see you have a good rest of your week. See you. too. Thank you for listening to the Active Life podcast today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure you head to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating so that we can grow and reach and help more people. If you're looking for more from me and my team, head to performancecarerx.com. All the help you're looking for is right there. Until next time, guys, I'm Dr. Sean Pastuch, and the process is the goal.